Counter the latest internet sensation. You might be going to go down as a Hall of Fame fighter. So exciting. Is this dinner too tacky for the Donald? These bogans are triple M. This is a magnificent specimen of mankind. Can I say hi? Good morning, Zeb, and good morning to all your listeners. Hi! Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello on Triple M. Get around yourselves, Melbourne. It is the 7th of May, a Saturday, 12 degrees on the way to a top of 25. And unfortunately for the Tigers, their sixth straight loss last night. The Hawks with a nine-goal final quarter blitz to run out winners by 46 points. But this was the sliding doors moment of Richmond's season. Big tie already has one. This for his fourth to keep his club in it. Oh, no, he's pulled it left. 18 18 minutes gone in the last quarter. A 22-point margin. That would have reduced it back to 16 points. We would have had a different ball game as it stands. The Hawks go absolutely nuts to end it and take the game by 46 points. To be fair to Richmond, though, it wasn't the worst performance we've seen at the MCG. Never get sick of playing a bit of the loaf from the MCG. What was he thinking? And what's the fast food chain thinking that's brought that back as part of their promo? That song, the recorded version, albeit. We've got an extraordinary program on this morning, mainly because this story has just popped up on the Daily Telegraph, Sydney's equivalent of the Herald Sun. (laughs) A young man has been involved in a horrifying accident. I shouldn't laugh because this would be this would be awful. In which his scrotum became entangled in a handheld electrical grinder. Emergency services received the call just after 2.30 yesterday afternoon in Sydney's West. I'll tell you more about that. In fact, we probably need to speak to the reporter about that uh, particular incident. Having your scrotum caught up in a power tool, not ideal. Uh, Danny Green coming up with health and fitness. We're going to cross over to the United States to get the latest on the NBA. Oh, and I'm planning a bachelor party. I need your help. Never done this before. How do you put a Bucks night together? We'll get to that a bit later. What a great time to be alive at the moment. Hot and spicy back at KFC as I went through the drive-thru. Don't smirk at me, Hyphen. The hot and spicy is an exceptional piece of chicken. Two weeks ago, you were downing green juices every morning. Now you're just hot and spicy at KFC. Uh, a lot has changed, and I feel a lot worse for it. But last night, as I went through the drive-thru down there, Swan Street, Richmond, and just saw the hot and spicy branding above the drive-thru menu, I thought, yes. What a country, what a world, what a great time to be alive. And when you've got a strong brand like Hot and Spicy Chicken, for example, Hyphen, you flog it as much as you can, which is why we are introducing to the weekend breakfast this. One, two, three. Here is the three things you need to know about. Ah, but... What we are doing differently, whereas usually we'd do the three things you need to know on your way to work with Ed Mickendas on the Hot Breakfast. This is going to be three things you need to know about any random topic. And you can help us out by nominating topics you'd like us to then go research and come up with three things about. One triple three five three if you have a topic, or hit us up on Twitter at MMM Hot Breakfast. But today, Hyphen, because you are such a monarchist, we have chosen to do three things you need to know about the royal family. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were an old monarchist from way back. And the first one comes to us from the Herald Sun this morning. First thing you need to know about the royal family is that Carlton, the football club, have invaded Buckingham Palace. 
Jeannie Pratt presented Prince Charles with a signature Carlton jersey in Scotland, I believe, for little Prince George. There's right. a Carlton supporter in the royal family. Well, they need all the support they can get at the moment, probably. They, they probably do, exactly. Two organisations that are on the nose in Australia, the Royals and Carlton. Uh, the second thing you need to know is that Kate and Wills have adopted a pet hamster. Hamster. Why do I always think of Richard Gere when I hear the word hamster? Uh, and they have named it Marvin hyphen. Marvin. Have you ever met a Marvin? Is that from Marvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah, there was a chipmunk. There was also a very hungry Ethiopian on South Park by the name of Marvin. Right, okay. Speaking of South Park, there was a hamster on South Park by the name of Lemmy Winks who went on quite an exceptional journey. But you know, that's not really appropriate for this time zone. Uh, and the third thing you need to know, which comes from our producer, Jake the Snake, who thought this would be rather humorous. He has gone with Little Prince George has an extremely hot auntie. And I would agree with that. She's not bad, Pippa. We already knew that, though. Well, that's not a new thing. <laughs> no, but when you, I, I'm backing Jake on this because when you need to know something, that's on the list. But anyway, give us a nomination of the three things, topics you would like us to research, and we will do that. In the 20th century, the sporting landscape was indeed a wide world. But with the advent of the interweb communication and global overpopulation, the sporting universe is bigger than ever. And champions beyond the traditional games deserve their recognition. Presenting the weekend breakfast's glittering galaxy of sport. And don't the kids love it? This is a contest like no other. We're about to introduce you to Box Wars. I've been involved in a box war before, and there are no winners, only losers. It is a brutal sport, and joining us to tell us more about it is the supreme overlord of box wars. His name is Ross Koga. Morning, Ross. G'day, Jeb. How you going? I am very, very well. Uh, but, uh, mate, so tell us, what is box wars? So, uh, box wars is basically a, 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 an avenue for us to express our creativity. We get... Um, a whole bunch of cardboard, and we shape it into all sorts of things. Like, uh, you know, we usually have a theme. Um, then we uh, proceed to bash the crap out of each other. Mate, the creativity <laughs> that goes into some of the armour is just tremendous. How? I mean, tell us about some of the things that you've created out of cardboard. Oh, there's been like uh, we did we did like a. Um, uh, like there was a theme for one of the events was a, a mega monster sort of theme. We had like a, we had the st Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the and Godzilla and Gamera. <laughs> yeah, we had all the giant buildings that we destroyed. And uh, I pro I think my favorite is the uh, the monster truck we built one year. Uh, it was like <laughs> I can't really d describe the uh, the theme because it was like very pointless. But um, the uh, what what it ended up being was a giant monster truck driving into the battle of like a, a, a complete orchestra uh, and on the back of the monster truck we're playing uh, cardboard guitars to ACDC nah, it's, like, it's like cardboard <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road uh, yeah why not <laughs> boxwars.net you can check out the website and you, when you say you bash the crap out of each other you really do you know you, you, you go hard has there been any injuries out of box wars you do go hard there have been injuries uh, but it's to a minimum, minimum because I mean, you know, like you're 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 looking for sports here. I I wouldn't really exactly call box wars a sport because you know in in sport there's a winner, and uh, the competitiveness in box wars is not really in winning because you know no one actually wins at the end at the, at the end of the, a, a battle. 
like you were saying before, there's no winners, there's only losers. Uh, it's all about um, basically getting the crowd on side. So um, with with uh, with that, like the, not having that sort of competitiveness in there, it's sort of more just about having fun. It's gladiatorial. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, in a, in gladiatorial in a in a uh, in a fun sense, but we we do go hard. We like to get in there and you know go as as hard as the cardboard will allow us. So um, so yeah. <laughs> What's the most serious injury we've had? Oh, we had a split eyebrow once, but I mean, that, uh, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty Oh, nasty! Horrible. but it's, you know, like it was that, it was one time, it was one time, yeah. <laughs> but, right. you know, the re- the rest has been pretty good. Like we've been doing it for, pr- for quite a long time and, and, and we've only had one, one serious injury in that complete, you know, it's, it's bit of, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's a good track road record if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Where do you get the cardboard <laughs> from? Uh, so from everywhere, we like to recycle everything. So we, uh, we're, we're uh, you know, tradies hate us because we're running around the, the back suburbs, like uh, knocking on doors, you know, um, ask, you know, begging, begging for cardboard. Um, and we just like to, to get all the waste they've got. And then we, you know, basically put another step in the cycle of the recycle recycling of cardboard by, by doing this creative, creative endeavor. And then uh, once we've done the battle, it's, it all goes back to recycling again. You are a true artist and a sustainable one at that. When's the next battle? Uh, so the next one, we're, well, actually, we're taking a little bit of a hiatus at the moment because we're working on a, uh, a pilot at the moment for a, a well, TV show for, um, uh, with uh, the, uh, one of the, the producers from, um, uh, you know, from Spicks and Specs and all that sort of stuff. So we're, we're sort of working hard on that at the moment, making a cardboard um, huge Ben Hur scene, which has been heaps of fun. We like got Caesar in there and a, and a massive plinth, and it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. But oh. you know, I can't really tell much more about it, but it's going to be it's going to be awesome. A show all about boxes, fantastic. Well, Ross Koga, the supreme overlord of Box Wars, thank you for joining us. And uh, boxwars.net is the website to check out to uh, see more of that. Good to chat, mate. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon, mate. See ya. 25 past seven. Have a look at it. The As I say, the creativity they put into putting this armour together, created out of cardboard boxes, is is the most impressive part of all of it. And then you know, the devil may care attitude of destroying it is uh, all the more fun too. and fitness with Danny Green. And a very good morning to the great man. G'day, Greeny. Good morning, Seb. How are you, buddy? Mate, very well. Team Danny Green, you got to check it out online. It is the health and fitness program to get you going. And, uh, mate, I mean, you are passionate about this, aren't you, because of all the lifestyle improvements you can make by getting the body in order. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. It's, um, <clears throat> it's, a lot of guys ask me, a lot of people ask me, guys and, and girls, as how, why, why do you do it or why should I do it? It really is. It, it completely turns your life upside down from such a positive perspective. You know, for myself, I haven't had a beer since January 1st. Just that's one small thing I've done to change my lifestyle. I'm missing it too, so believe me. But, um, you know, <laughs> you know, I, know Mate, I, uh, I was in London last week, and as I got back on the plane, I sat back and just let the tins of Heineken roll, mate. <laughs> Why don't you just have one? 
Hey, stop that. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I myself, and I've taken out um, sugar, only simply taking sugar out of my coffee today. I love a coffee every day. Yep. So they're just those two changes, and I've noticed the difference. In it. Are, you, you a, are you a latte man or a, or a cap or a sort of badger milk macchiato? What's, what's your Mate, coffee I'll order? Drink Anything with the good coffee in it. So <laughs> beer, beer and coffee, I really don't discriminate. Yeah, you're but, an equal opportunity. Yeah, but it really does make a difference. And for me, like I've, at 43, I've noticed, oh, you know, the, the, bit of, the, the first place that folks do, what people do, we put uh, the weight on around our guts. And I've noticed, oh, I can't get rid of that little thing around my guts. I train hard, I eat really well, you know, I'm, I'm always on, on point. But just taking away those two things have made such a difference. And so it depends what you want to do and what you want to get out of your fitness or what you want to do to get out of any program that you want to do. But it really does make such a huge difference to my day-to-day life. I feel so much better now having dropped the sugar and the beer out of my diet. Not to say I'm not going to have another beer again, but just in general, I feel that much better. And, and I'm pretty fit always, Seb. No, but, you're um, in reasonable shape. You're a dad too. So a lot of your mates would, would have families. Does that become an issue? Are there people who, you know, sort of, you know, come to you and say, oh, look, I want to be able to kick the footy with a little fella. What can I do? Exactly. And we get a lot of ladies riding into us saying, hey, my husband's back. You know, we've got our dad back. The kids are so rapid. He's just so much, he's in such a better space. And not just physically, but mentally. Because for me, the whole part of the, a big part of the program is, Yes, we improve your health and fitness from a physical perspective, but from a mental perspective, I notice guys are getting so much more out of each day. They're more productive at home, at work, with their family, with their loved ones, with their mates, whatever it may be. People are just getting more out of their life every single day. So it really makes such a difference. And that's the one, you know, one of, that's the only reason you do it, is to, is to improve your lifestyle and put a smile on your face, and it's working. Mate, uh, I uh, don't want to sort of dampen the mood, but I was reading a story on there a little while ago at a Western Sydney where a young man got his knacker bag caught in a power tool, which uh, would be quite uh, painful, as you can imagine. Have you ever copped a low blow in the boxing ring that uh, sort of put you on the backside? This really was our left field, mate. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I should laugh or not. <laughs> no. I think that's the interaction for everybody. <laughs> go, oh my god! Um, you know what? Yeah, of course. I'll be. You know, get hit, get, get you know, cracked in the, in the jets crackers, and it really doesn't. Um, it doesn't tickle. And you get you know, in boxing, if it's a good, if it's a, if it's a solid low blow, there the, the ref allows you five minutes to recover. But sometimes. You know, when you get you know, when you get one of the pills, it takes more than five minutes. But I could not imagine getting it stuck in a power tool. Oh. That is just poor bloke. I know, mate. Unbelievable. It's uh, we, we'll come back to it a bit later. But uh, one of the more phenomenal stories we're dealing with this morning. That's not funny, man. No, well, bad. he will have a great story and an interesting scar when he comes back. I think, old mate, Danny Green, Team Danny Green dot com is the way you get involved with this. A very good uh, chance to talk to you, and we'll do it again next Saturday. Too easy, mate. Have a fantastic weekend, Seb. And then there were eight. Eight teams left in the chase for the NBA championship in 2015-2016. Our man in the United States covering all things NBA is Nick Medellinos from Starting Five Online. Good morning again, Nick. Good morning, sir. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Mate, let's start with those Golden State Warriors who have been doing the job against Portland without Steph Curry. Are we expecting him back for Game 3? Well, as of right now, uh, Coach Steve Kerr says that um, you know he still hasn't practiced, and it's very unlikely that he won't be playing. Um, you know, in Game Three against the, the Portland Trailblazers, so 
Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, they're not sort of getting too ahead. ahead of, um, uh, they're not getting ahead of themselves too much. The Warriors, you know, trying to rush him back. Um, you know, they still hold that two two nothing lead over the Blazers. Um, so I think they're just going to take a, a wait and see approach to see what happens with Curry. Let's look on the other side of the NBA in the Eastern Conference where the Cleveland Cavaliers, the NBA Finals opponent of the Warriors last year, are the only undefeated side in the playoffs so far. Clean sweep of Detroit and they're 2-0 up against Atlanta. Are they looking better than last year? It's, it's tough to really quantify that because last year they lost Kevin Love in the first round of the playoffs so they really didn't have a full roster throughout the entire playoffs because then once they got to the finals they lost Kyrie obviously so they were playing with you know they basically their bench and LeBron but they're looking pretty good um you know throughout the season they had their ups and downs obviously they fired their coach you know after 50 odd games um but a team like the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and especially with a guy like LeBron James they they're not the type of team to really go all out throughout the regular season anyway um, you know, they, they know how to pace themselves and they know that once the playoffs start that they can go up another level, maybe even two levels and start playing their best basketball then. Now, granted, they've only played Detroit so far and Atlanta, even though they're a good team, they're not an elite team. So they're doing what they have to do so far. Um, you know, if, if the Miami Heat happen to win their series and then the Cavs win their series, they'll face off in the Eastern Conference Finals and we'll get a better... Um, idea of where the Cavs really are at at the moment. And mate, one last one. As we look back to the West, I reckon just about the matchup of the playoffs so far is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. Who you got there? I, I said San Antonio initially, and I'm going to stick with San Antonio. Um, but OKC is the type of team where they're just so young and athletic and they can just really get up and down the floor. You know, Westbrook and Durant are just freaks when it comes to, you know, athleticism um, and just basketball talent as well. But, um, you know, I'm going to stick with San Antonio. Mate, always good to chat. What's on uh, for you this week? Just like a little uh, little uh, one-on-one uh, hoops with uh, with a basketball superstar or some sneaker uh, testing? What do you got on? No, that's all next week, Seb, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me more. What are you doing next week? <laughs> no, look, uh, you know, I'm pretty fortunate uh, uh, I've got some relationships with the sneaker brands over here. Uh, so they invite us over to test some stuff every now and then. So we get to go over to uh, the, uh, the Terminal 23, which is the Jordan brand gym here in New York, and, and test out their latest gear and the product and all that sort of stuff. So definitely uh, one of the perks of the job. One of the, What's the Michael Jordan gym like? It, it's, um, it, it's great. <laughs> it was actually designed for Carmel. It was actually designed for Carmelo Anthony. Um, it's right across the road from Madison Square Garden. So a lot of the NBA guys come through there through their off season, and they'll just scrimmage and they'll just run up and down the court and do what they've got to do. Um, so it's just a, a you know a way for them to sort of have a place to go and keep in shape, I guess, in the off season. But it's it's state of the art. It's Jordan Brand. No no expense spared. I like it. Not unlike this program. Nick Medellinos from Starting <laughs> Five Online. Good to chat, mate. All the best. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. I've got a big responsibility, and I do need a bit of help here. Hyphen, you can be of some assistance here as I well. I need help too. Well, exactly. You're in the same boat. Next year, uh, I've got to organise a Bucks night, and this is actually the first one that I will ever be involved in putting together. Uh, what, what are you? Have you got the same sort of- I have the responsibility of putting it together. I've been to a couple before, though. Yeah? Yeah, so I've got form. How'd you go? Oh, all right. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Enjoy yourself? Yeah. Oh, good. Nothing right. needs to be repeated this no, time. No, no, that's right. true. No. Well- 
Uh, and we've got a couple of tickets to give away to Bad Neighbours 2, starring Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, and Rose Byrne. That's in cinemas on May the 5th. But I really am a bit clue. I mean, look, I know vaguely what goes on at a bachelor party, mainly from American Pie 3, hyphenator. Jim's getting married, isn't he? Holy f- this is major. Do you have the slightest idea of how important this is? We get to have a bachelor party. Yes, we celebrate the death of Jim with a party in his honor. Buckle up, fellas, show some enthusiasm. It's gonna be great. Oh my God! Thank you very much, Diffler. What a man. But one triple three five three. What are the best activities, ideas, events, games for a Bucks do? Because uh, you hear stories of all these quite organized games that people put together, a bit like footy trip where, you know, maybe you have an action figure that you've got to keep with you at all times, all that sort of stuff. Did you have games that you played on the ones that you were on, Hyphenator? Uh, beer pong was about as, much uh, as far as we got. How do you go on the beer pong? Uh, first time I played, I was good. Mm-hmm. Beginner's luck. Yeah. No, Smashed it? Right. Yeah. Good yeah. range? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, very good. Arm. Good arm. Well, if you've got any tips, we'll put together, uh, how do you plan a, batch's, a Bucks night? At Mount Eliza, Shane Oss, I need your help. How are you, mate? Good. How do you put together a Bucks? Uh, well, I got married late last year, and the boys organised in secret with my fiance at the time, now my wife, to take me to Tasmania for five days. Ooh. Yeah. So before we left, uh, they gave me a questionnaire, and it had 12 questions on it. They were multiple choice, and all the answers correlated to an activity, but the question made no sense. <laughs> so, Give us an example. Question uh, question twelve was a multiple choice A and B yes or no. There was no there was no question, just the answer. <laughs> I selected yes in good faith, and I had to make it to the top of Mount Wellington unassisted before the end of the trip and get a photo. Oh, oh, that's quite a challenge considering all the consuming that I imagine would have been done along the weekend. There was some there was minor consumption from Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, <laughs> There were other other rules, like uh, you had to go off and get a beer in secret yep. uh, and get a photo. If you were busted, you had to buy a round. So just activities like that were pretty well organised. Magnificent. How many uh, how many of the boys went down? Uh, there was three that came from Victoria, one from Perth, and one met us down there. Oh, beautiful. All right, so a bit of a secret quiz, you reckon? Secret quiz, and then the buck has absolutely no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he just can't help but get involved. Uh, I like it, Shane. Are you still married? I am well, still married. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Number of Australian kids living the dream at the moment, turning skills they've acquired through Australian football into amazing opportunities in the American gridiron. And the man who is hell making it happen for a lot of these guys from the Pro Kick Academy, former AFL player Nathan Chapman, and he is our next guest on the weekend breakfast. Morning, Chappie. Good morning, Seb. How are you going? Mate, very well. You've done it again. Tom Hackett signed as a rookie free agent with the New York Jets. Tell us about Tom. Wow. Just a, a nice young fella from the Melbourne, uh, you know, back blocks of, of Armadale and, uh, you know, went to Scotch College and, look, he was, you know, not the tallest guy or, a, you know, the biggest kick, but just had a really, really, I guess, a skillful um ability to put the ball where he wanted it to. So by the time we we recognised that he was going to be able to do college football and play at a high level, um, you know, he had to work hard over the years, but they just set his set his mind to it and um yeah, he is where he is now, the Jets. He's play, played his college in Utah where he won back to back Ray Guy Awards, so that's the award for the best punter 
in American football at the college level. But the thing about this kid is traditionally when you think punting, you're thinking more a kind of torpedo barrel style ball. Is it right though that he uses more AFL style skills? Well, he does. Um, he does the barrel, um, you know, when he can. But the, the coaches at Utah knew that his skill set from Aussie rules would play a, a huge factor in, I guess, you know, uh, from what they're used to seeing, it just created confusion with the other team. So each week he'd just do a barrel or he'd, he'd, he'd run to the right and do a drop punt to the right or he'd, you know, run to the right and kick it left. And, and the returners didn't know where to go. So he became this, I guess, sensation of being able to place the ball where he wanted to. So in a sense, he's changed college football from the punting point of view because it's brought a new skill to the game. So we've had so many coaches ring up and say, I need you to be able to do both. I need you to be able to do a drop punt and I need you to be able to do a spiral. So that's, yeah, it works into our favour, that's for sure. It, I've watched a few of the highlights and the commentators themselves are just staggered by the ability to, you know, put it on a dime, to use the expression, with the drop punt. You know, he can just find that exact spot on the American football field where he wants to put it. So what's the situation now? Rookie free agent, what does that actually mean? What does he have to do? Look, he's, um, okay, so each each team, so there's 32 teams, every team will bring in, um, they've either got an incumbent punter who's there and had been there last year, they'll bring in a guy to, to help share the load. Um, and in some cases, you'll just be there for that purpose, and you're probably a long shot to make the team. The Jets themselves, they didn't have a punter on their roster. They've drafted uh, a guy, Lockie Edwards, in the seventh round. They've got Tom Hackett there. This will be a, a fight to see who wins the job. There'll be, there's, a, there's a job open there for sure. So now it's they'll, they'll train till the end of June, They'll have a month off in July and then they'll go sort of head-to-head with two weeks of training and then four practice matches and then they'll cut one of them. That's pretty much how it works. So she's, she, they're never going to carry two punters. They'll only ever carry the one during the season. Mm, so it's on. Tom Haggett, it was on with Ed Mikindas uh, during the week. Bit of a character. Isn't that interesting, though, that here's a guy who is out and out the, the best in college football. He's won the Ray Guy Award for 2014-2015, but he's no guarantee for a NFL contract. No, well, the, the NFL's in a sense, a little bit old school in the way they like to do things. And they haven't been around the drop, not the drop punt, because, you know, there's been a number of guys in the league who have done it. But Tom brought a new level of accuracy and, and movement to the ball, which they hadn't seen. So when these coaches decide who they're going to pick and draft, their jobs are on the line. So they want to make sure they get it right. So you need the general manager to say, oh, yes, we want that guy. Otherwise, you know, there's a bit of a safe bet going on that, you know, let's bring him in and watch him, but let's make sure that, you know, we've got a stereotypical six foot four, kicks at a mile type punter on our roster so that if the Tom Hackett version doesn't work out, then it's not our right. fault. So there's a real there's a political safe. game going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, uh, you, you are having great success with this. Uh, you know, we, uh, you and I worked on the uh, Dane Roy story a little while ago, the fellow who was uh, Houston-bound after uh, winning the top competition on grand final day last year. And uh, the operation you got going out there in uh, Mombok is pretty impressive, the Pro Kick Academy. Nice to talk, Chappie. Thanks, Ed. Good, mate. Ready. A bounce, a right banana. The biggest high-flying act you've ever seen in your life. Hey. Come on, mate. Follow me. Follow me to the 
is Brian Taylor. Looks like I'm the only one to win a Coleman and be in a film. And this is Bristles Missing. Take your flags and stick them you know where. Multiple award-winning best caller on radio. Morning, BT. Good morning, Seb. Been travelling the world, I see. Mate, I have been very busy. Been over in London watching the Leicester City fairy tale. You, you don't have much time for soccer, though, do you? I don't mind soccer, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal. Just in a sentence, tell me how big that was. Uh, the biggest spontaneous jubilant celebrations ever witnessed in the UK. Yeah, well, you know the thing that gets me about soccer is, uh, especially in the UK, what's what? I mean, we've got the FA Cup coming up. We've yeah. got Leicester winning whatever they won last week. There's so many things that they win. I don't... I get confused about, you know, who's playing for what, or what is the FA Cup? Mm, no, the, well, that, that sort of takes a back seat now, the FA Cup. It's all about, it's really all about the Champions League. That seems to be what they are most impressed mm. about. So when they, we were in the Leicester pub watching them do their thing, they were chanting, uh, we're all going on a European tour, because right. winning the Premier League puts them into Champions League, and they have to play the... You know, the uh, Real Madrids of the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit complicated. Something that's a bit simple, though, is the fact that the Tigers have now, what, lost six games on the trot and aren't looking too good. I mean, look, th- this might be a stupid question, but can we draw a line through them for finals now? Yeah, I think we can because they've got Sydney next week uh, yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, the two, two of the top teams, Hawthorne and Sydney, over consecutive weeks. They then travel to Perth in round nine to take on Fremantle, who have yet to win a game, as we know, but that um, that could prove a tough task for them as well. Who knows? But uh, no, even though I thought they played quite well last night, Seb, thought they had a dip, um, thought they did the same things they normally do, made basic, uh, you know, um, handling, ball handling um, errors, and uh, at particular times made some really dumb decisions. Jeez, they've got some dumb players <laughs> playing for them. Um, Who's the dumbest? They, Oh, no, I'm not prepared to just uh, <laughs> go out on that limb. Oh, Brian. But they have got some dumb decision makers there, I tell you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. We're going to be talking today on the rub about, um, you know, when Vickery had kicked two goals, they took him off the ground. Um, he was on fire. He was low in confidence. He needed that, and they took him off the ground because some stupid sports science head of conditioning guy on the side of the boundary line decided it was time he needed a rest. What a load of bullshit. This mm. kid didn't need a rest. He needed football. He needed to get his hands on the bloody jukes, on the, uh, the jukes on the, on the footy, and um, he, he needed the ball. And to take him off the ground for the next 11 minutes was just an indication that some of the people on the bench have no idea about the, the uh, intricacies of elite Football. What would you have done, Bristol? Say you were playing on a Spud Frawley, for example, and he was getting the better of you. Uh, you know, you'd perhaps gone a couple of quarters goalless, and then you just jagged one at the start of the third, and the runner comes off and says, Brian, it's time for a rest. What well, would look, you have I said? Would have, I, first of all, I would have punched him. But <laughs> secondly, I probably would have come off just so I could get on the phone to the, uh, to the sports science guy or have a crack at him, and then yeah. I would have put myself straight back on. It's just an absolute <laughs> joke. I can't believe. You know what? If I were Ty Vickery, how did you sit there for 11 minutes? Uh-huh. Why didn't you get on the phone and ask the question? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, why, just say, didn't, you, why didn't he put me confront in the sports science guy and yeah. say, hey, hang on, mate. Mate, you know about sports science. I don't need a rest. You could, have, you could have taken me off in another five minutes and just, you know, I could... Well, Hawthorne kicked the next two goals, Seb. Yeah. 
Yep. All, all over. Didn't see Vickery again for the rest of the night. No, exactly. Did you ever play on Spud? Yeah, I, I made him cry in his first game. <laughs> he, uh, he, he actually cried in the first game I played on him. I think I kicked seven, and after I kicked my seventh, he cried. He, he actually, and I don't mean that, you know, he actually... That's a, that's a he actually cried. And I couldn't believe I was witnessing a, a grown man cry on the football field. And I thought, well, what is wrong with this guy? It's pretty soft, isn't it? Then I realised he was, you know, it was, it was Danny Freud, he was from Bungaree, and he was born on the side of a volcano there, and... You know, the, the lava at some stage ripped through the house, went through his ears, and there was nothing left in there. And that's why he's so, you know, that, well, that's why he's spud. Yeah, that's that's why we are presented with the man that we deal with today. Only three uh, houses in Bungaree, you know. Is there? Yeah, the one belongs to the Frawleys. They're about 150 metres apart. Yep. One belongs to the four Frawleys. The other one belongs to the McGuans, and the one in the middle is Bacon. That's where they went to nest, <laughs> and uh, spud somehow come out of that house in the middle. Oh, he's got the blood of both families. Well, yeah, there's a bit of a mixture there. Is there? Of, uh, Can't be a particularly diverse gene pool. Yeah, it's, it's a very small gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear you on the rub later this afternoon, Brian Taylor. Always good to chat in the weekend breakfast. Oh, that was short and sweet. <laughs> no, I, you started potting spud. I enjoyed it, and that's really all we need. Catch you later. A lot of assistance off the Twitter when it comes to planning this Bucks party. Bartoli has recommended a bit of clay pigeon shooting uh, hyphen. It'll be a bit more guns and bucks parties probably don't mix. Santo reckons a little bit of a boat party yes. with some uh, entertainment on board and winky emoji. I'm not sure what he's going for there. Uh, and Andrew Shand has gone another recommendation for the clay shooting. So that seems quite popular. Interesting. At Seb Costello 9. Joining us now in her regular spot, multimedia superstar. Fox reading the 11 a.m. bulletin this morning and the 11 p.m., if you don't mind, on Fox Sports <laughs> News. A very good morning to Nerily Meadows. Thank you very much, Seb. Now, I'm concerned why you are a 29-year-old mm. man who has never been to a Bucks party. Uh, you rub- really have as few friends as I thought you did. <laughs> oh, even fewer. Yeah, even I've been to a Bucks party. Yeah, really? Totally by accident. What? Please explain. Well, our great mate Tommy Wren, yes. who is a journalist in Adelaide and he well is. known around the Channel Melbourne Nine traps sports as well. guru. Yep, and uh, very entertaining. He, we were going to catch up because we're colleagues, used to be colleagues, and uh, he said, "Yeah, just come to this pub. They were all in Melbourne." And I thought, "Yeah, cool, no worries. I'll come to the pub." Used to hanging around blokes with with what I do for mm-hmm. a living, so went to the pub, and it turns out I walked right into the middle of a Bucks party. <laughs> 30 blokes, and I was the only female other than the entertainment, and my I can never forget what I saw, and fair to say, I was not too happy with Tommy Wren. When you say entertainment, was it sort of a bit of an acoustic duo? It's it's still actually quite difficult for me to talk about, so I'd, I'd rather if we just... <laughs> it's a... What, look, I, I, don't, I do strange things for a living sometimes, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, did you survive the night? I left pretty quickly, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, very good. How's your now, work been? It's been good. I, I wanted to fill you in on a, on something because obviously you've been away just have, jet setting all around the yeah, world. Oh, you, frequent flyer points at the moment is going really well, let me tell you. You've definitely got the gold stars at the moment, haven't you? I'm in line for that upgrade gigs. next time around. Well, points. there was a brilliant story this week. Now, a, a true show of 
I guess, mateship with the coaches mm-hmm. this week. Nathan Buckley on AFL 360 said he was going to reach out to Damien Hardwick. They're both going through a bit of a tough time at the mm-hmm. moment. And so Bucks decided, I'm going to pick up the phone and give him a call and just be there for my colleague, even though we're enemies when it comes to the boxes. I want to be there for my mate. Well, it didn't exactly we- go to plan, Seb. It didn't go exactly how he wanted it to go. Yeah. Here's Damien Hardwick's take on Nathan Buckley giving him a supportive phone call. <laughs> Bucks is a bit of a funny one. He, uh, he thought he was ringing me. He was actually ringing my wife, believe it or not. So he's rang Mrs. Hardwick, which uh, Mark Brayshaw gave him the wrong number. For. Why Mark Brayshaw's got my wife's number too, I'm not too sure, but anyway. Yeah, I got uh, the number from the Coaches Association and left a really nice message on, um, on his wife's phone. Oh, we need to hear this message. I know. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> I just thought it was fantastic. And, and yes, why do they have Damien Hardwick's wife's number? I don't know. But I just think that's such a brilliant story. And I, I wanted to pose to you, have you ever accidentally called someone or texted <laughs> someone that you didn't mean to? Because oh, I have. Have you? What I, happened? I have. Uh, last year, yeah. I, as journos do, sometimes they go out on the road and then others stay back and, and package things up and write the story. And, yeah. and one of my colleagues, Julian DeStoop, went out to the Paul Roos press conference and I went to text him because I was writing the story to say, what did you like out of Roos? Yep. Before I sat down and watched it. I accidentally sent that text message to <laughs> Paul Roos. To Roosie. To Paul Roos. Oh. To which he replied... I like everything about Bruce. I was like, he realised you'd made the mistake. And what did you do next? I thought that was just exceptional. I just explained what had happened yeah. and uh, and acknowledged oh. that his joke was quite funny. I think you didn't go harder. Oh. No, sometimes you might go, oh, gee, Ruse was boring. Is there anything we and can use? And to be honest, that was kind of it was what a, I it was, was thinking on this day. particular yeah. day. What did you like out of it? So it could have been far worse. But I love the fact that Paul Ruse writes back, I love everything about Ruse. Yeah. <laughs> I was... Um, Look, I, I have definitely sent the in, my inappropriate text along the journey, but I do recall when I was working on the Neil Mitchell show at 3AW, we were organising to have uh, the Premier, who then was John Brumby, on the program, and I was going back and forth with his media advisor, and it was all sort of going well, and then it seemed to go really well when he sent me a text saying, hey, sweet thing, are we still on for after lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, sure, mate. Yeah, we can uh, we can have a catch up coffee if you like. Uh, to so which... you've been on on the receiving end of the dodgy text. Yeah, message. yeah. And then he's wrote back saying, um, you know, that, that was sorry, mate. That was meant for the missus, obviously. Uh, what's his, and what's uh, his wife's name? Uh, that's a very well, sweet thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and you're under there a sweet thing too. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't know we were that close. One triple three five three. It's a position we've all been in. When have you stuffed up? What did you reply though? Uh, well, in the end, I just sort of I left it for a little while, and then just wrote back saying, "Was this was this meant for me?" And uh, and uh, he uh, explained, and a little bit of embarrassed emoji, I think, in there. <laughs> Um, which does happen, but, uh, you know, we, we, surely Nez and I are not the only ones to have done that, to have uh, sent the uh, text message or made the phone call to the wrong number. Off air, Nerily, you told us a much more inappropriate one that we probably, <laughs> probably it, can't it, discuss as much as I'd like to. Let's be, let's be clear here. We're talking inappropriate accidental text messages. These are not ones that we're just willingly I, sending out I to people. Like, uh, I like the sound of it. Anyway. And I was talking about one I received, not yes. one that I sent. No, quite uh, inappropriate. Let's go to Adrian <laughs> at Pasco. Vale South. A very good morning to you, Adrope. G'day, guys. Mate, what happened? Oh, this was years back when I was at high school and phones were the new thing, <laughs> text messaging and, and all that. Playing Snake. Uh, 
and I, I had a <laughs> playing snake. <laughs> I um, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and um, I heard another guy at school was gonna make a move on her. Um, so I, you know, I talked to one of his acquaintances, which I thought was one of my mates as well, and he goes, "Nah, don't worry about it. I'll sort him out and this and that." Five seconds later, after <laughs> I got that text message, that guy that said he's gonna sort him out. Thought I was uh, thought he was texting the other bloke and said, "Yeah, just go for it, mate. Yeah, it's all good. I'll sort, I'll sort him out." Oh, that would have been devastating being that young. Uh, yeah, well, uh, my my quick reply was wrong message, you idiot, uh, wrong uh, number, you idiot. Oh, so and, the mate um, was playing both sides. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we both quickly found him out, and I, I think he just wanted to see a, a fight up at the uh, at the oval at the oh, old no. corral. And what happened to the uh, young lady in the middle of it all? Ah, she was still my girlfriend for a while. I managed to hold on to her for a bit longer. Hey, oh, good on exactly. You. Age rather romantic. Well, take the current missus or whoever you want to. Uh, Bad Neighbours too. We've got a couple of tickets. It's got Seth Rogen, Zach Efron. The first one was all right, so uh, enjoy that. That is for you, Adrian. Is that the best you've got? <laughs> first one was all right. Probably myself wouldn't bother with the second one, but if you want to go, here are the tickets. Look, I was surprised they made a sequel. I wasn't <laughs> expecting a second one, but the first one wasn't bad. Uh, Angie, what do you got? Yeah, good day, guys. Um, back uh, when The Voice was on and Harrison Craig had won. Oh, yeah, yeah. A few years ago. Well, Harrison's a good family friend. And I sent him a message saying, congratulations, fantastic, love Angie, kiss, 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 hug, hug, hug. And I realised when I'd sent it, it underlined blue. And I've gone back and I've gone on to it. I sent the 19-year-old a porn site. <laughs> what? what? Oh, my God. I was really? so embarrassed. Angie, gee, that would have yeah, lit up old Harrison Craig. <laughs> well, his mother would have shot me. He's a very sweet young man. I can only imagine what must have happened when. Uh, oh, embarrassing. Oh, goodness me. Well, uh, oh, that's you've good, made Angie. My day. Yeah, no, that's very nicely done. Hang on the line there. Kim from Black Rock. Yeah, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. I, uh, I sent a, um, a fairly raunchy text to my wife. My wife is, uh, her name is Sue. Yep. Uh, and my brother married a Sue as well, <laughs> and, and I sent to the wrong Sue. They both share the same surname. Oh, that, that is How is it received? Um, she knew that it wasn't her husband because he doesn't, uh, he's not that romantic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she, uh, she uh, didn't text back. She rang back, and uh, I was none the wiser, really. And then when the conversation went on a little bit longer, uh, I realised, Oh, no. Yeah, I think, um, sorry about that. Teeing up the... Uh, sorry about yeah. that. What else can you say? Sorry about that. Just working on the but, sister-in-law, Kim. That's right. And then uh, not long after that, my brother rang me, but it was all taken in uh, in, in uh, jest, I guess. Oh, yeah. What were the uh, sweats like when uh, the phone starts ringing and it pops up and it's the brother's <laughs> name and you've been sending raunchy text messages to his missus? Yeah, it all dawned on me. Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is exceptional. Oh, good on you, Kim. Thanks for your call. You've started something there, Niz. Well, they did have that invention during the week, the app that can retrieve uh, drunken text messages from someone else's phone. They were talking about it on the hot breakfast this uh, this week. So maybe that can help us out. But the, the problem is that these these sort of mistakes don't happen when you're drunk. They happen when you're sober yeah. and you're just thinking of the wrong person. And you always tend to do it. You always say, <laughs> say you're bagging somebody and you're thinking of them. You always tend to do it when you're talking about somebody else. You go to send it to them. Definitely. Does that make sense? The, the worst thing was when it used to be with the old phones and you'd put the text in and then you'd put the message in and it used to happen an awful lot more than it does now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to iPhones, it fixes it.
Nearly Meadows, 11 a.m. this morning, Fox Sports News, then backing it up 12 hours later. Yep, 11 p.m. Fox footy. So I'm there from top and tail for your day. So if it's not too horrible for you, please come gosh, and keep me company, gosh, guys. Gosh, you're greedy. Why, you know, <laughs> how, old, how many countries Sarah have Jones you been to in the past no, 10 days? they would be in there. Julian just stupid be in there going, when am I ever going to get a go? <laughs> Meadows just hogging all the airtime. We will see you next weekend. This is why you don't get invited to parties. No, I've never been to a Bucks. I know. <laughs> How sad is that? Uh, who have you got today? Oh, the Pies? I've, I've got Josh Gibson crossing two live. Is, oh, is that what you were referring to? No, the, uh, the Pies and the Blues. Oh, for footy, mm. I'm going down to Geelong. Ah, fair enough. It is four to nine. Hyphen is saying, end the program. You've had enough. We're running of, late. You've had enough, you have you, mate? Hurry up. This yeah. is a good show. Nearly. <laughs> places to be. Nearly's oh. got places to be. You're holding right. us up. Dead Set Legends up next with Howie and the Fevolution. Triple M's Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello. We will see you next Saturday.